doing flat bench, six reps of 185 pounds. First time in my life I've ever done it. I had to get the spot, some spotting for my wife, but uh, it's all good. I wanna say thank you to gym guys, specifically to Leroy Huggins, to uh, Ryan, to Giovanna, uh, for helping me out over the last three months. Get to this point, um, if you're considering personal trainers, gym guys is the way to go. Um, they are awesome. flat bench, six reps of 185 pounds. First time in my life I've ever done it. I had to get the spot, some spotting for my wife, but uh, it's all good. I wanna say thank you to gym guys, specifically to Leroy Huggins, to uh, Ryan, to Giovanna, uh, for helping me out over the last three months. Get to this point, um, if you're considering personal trainers, gym guys is the way to go. Um, they are awesome.
And we are live on another Tuesday night, two nights away from the NFL draft, about two weeks away from NBA playoffs. <laughs> and what are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk a little high school sports. A <laughs> couple comments right out of the gate. Oh, by the way, Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, all in the high <laughs> school evening. sports. Thank you for watching. And you, they can't see it, but you have your... Oh, I do. I have my all, all in, in on high school sports shirt on. At courtesy of DM, well, courtesy of Kenny Kirkpatrick. Thank you, Kenny. But uh, courtesy of DMK Apparel as well. Okay, a couple comments. Coach Breslin, looking forward to another great show. This looks great. He's talking about his intro, which does look great. Coach, thank you very much for doing yes, it. Yes, thank you. Thank uh, you. Coach Siciliano saying good evening. Hello, Mr. Sis. And Kenny Kirkpatrick, co-host of the K&K Sports Show, saying good evening all and welcome to the best high school sports show talk, high school sports talk show on earth. Um, he's also saying thank you, sponsors, for your support. Speaking for Kurt, Jen, and Sis, I can't explain how much in words it's appreciated. He's going to train someone, have a great show, and he will listen later. So thank you, Mr. Kirkpatrick. So what is on our agenda tonight? We have another big agenda in store. We're going to be joined by um, Elmwood Park Wrestling. We're going to have Coach Tom Mulligan and his senior wrestler, Maria Tasiva. I want to make sure I'm saying her name correctly, Tasiva Tasev. I'll double check on that. We will also be joined by the founder and CEO of Fast Twitch Training, Dr. Peter Ferraro, and his director of operations, Chris Tuttle, to talk about their facility. And then we will welcome back Coach Brian Stahl from Del Barton Wrestling. So a full agenda tonight that we're looking forward. Too. Okay. Fired up. Mr. Kirkpatrick has sent me a top five. We'll get to oh, that nice, later nice. on. Um, and uh, away we go. All right. So we bring have... our guests in. Absolutely. Let me get them in. Our first two guests are in the waiting room, so we'll get them in right now. And welcome them. By the way, anybody have comments, please feel free to leave them in the comment. We are live on the I-95 Sports Network, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter tonight. All right, great. Hello, Coach. How you doing? Welcome back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. Welcome, welcome. Um, looks like Maria's still getting connected. Maybe she's in. There she is. Awesome. And welcome, Maria. How are you? Make sure she can hear us before we okay. officially get started. Coach, I think you are officially <laughs> our first person to be on the show three the, times. The trifecta. Let's go. <laughs> So you are you are right now you are in the leaderboard right now. Love it, I love it. Put that on the hey, put that on all the accomplishments Emwood Park Scott this year. You know, so uh, Devin That's too. what I'm saying. Devin Beckton are running close to close. That's I will true. say That's that. True. Too funny. I Too will funny. say that. Maria just uh, you know sent a little message that her sound wasn't cooperating, so she's gonna try to come back. Okay, in. let's start so, with Coach. Well, you know what? Let's let's give everybody a little uh, you know background. Um, we have Coach Tom Mulligan. He's joined us three times. We want to make sure that we introduce him again. Head football coach and head wrestling coach at Elmwood Park. So. Elmwood Park High School in Elmwood Park. Thank you for joining us again for the third time. And tonight he will be joined by Maria. And Coach, am I saying her last name correctly? Tiseva? Yeah, Tiseva. Tiseva, great. And she was the state runner-up in her weight class at this year's Girls Wrestling State Tournament. So very exciting um, to have somebody on your team, uh, you know, accomplish that goal. Very awesome. And thank you so much for coming on to talk about it. 
Yeah, Coach, thank you very much. Coach Breslin saying, wow, look at that screen, green screen. Coach, I know you see a green screen that just says all in, but if you go back and look, we got a nice – the Easter Bunny came through. So since Easter Bunny came through, we got a nice Elmwood Park uh, green screen for you. So later on, go back, check it out. And uh, I'm, we're getting good at this. We're getting good at this. So uh, I'm going to start with Coach. Yes, absolutely. All right, Coach, last time we spoke, um, you did a quick preview of what you think the, what you thought the wrestling team was going to be like for this season. Now that your season has ended, can you give us a little recap of the season and particular, obviously, of Maria, who's our guest tonight? Uh, one word I can say about the season was quarantine. We had... We so coming into the season, we were really excited. We had a bunch of bunch of guys back, a bunch of girls back. We were gonna have uh, the girls, their own schedule. And, um, we were gonna, you know, I thought we were gonna do really well. We had a bunch of returners, and we were real excited. And then it came the whole, you know, this one couldn't do it. Family wasn't comfortable with it, which you know I understand 100. We never pushed that on anybody, but um, and we got we got uh, athletic kids in to replace them, and we were excited. We were like, all right, we'll, we'll pick up where we left off, and then. Those six guys to replace them got quarantined, and we were just we were kind of fighting behind the eight ball all year. But I'll tell you what we we uh, we adopted the mantra: act as if. Uh, coach Miri read us the uh, forget what year it was the Stanford girls coach when she battled through cancer. Didn't say a word in, in her interview. They were like, "Well, how'd you do it?" She goes, "I just acted as if I didn't have it. I acted as I was a champion." And they went on and made that great run. So we kind of adopted that, and we said we're going to be the toughest people in the room. So we don't care if we're going there wrestling with four people four girls in the lineup, two girls in the lineup. We're just going to go and be – we're going to brawl everyone. We're going to be the toughest people in the room. And that mantra and attitude kind of stuck with our kids, and they just ran with it. I mean, Maria upset the returning state champ. I was in shock. It was the end of the match, and I just yelled, send it, just go for it. And she did. And, of course, my terrible math skills, I was like, oh, man, she came up one point short, and I didn't realize I didn't give her the backs yet. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a fun year. I mean, for what it was worth, what happened, you know, these kids, they just, they're like, whatever. Took it on the chin, just kept going. That's what, uh, you know, that's what we love to see. You know, they, they really acted as if. They, they they didn't let anything bother them. It was great. Awesome. That's great, Coach. I love the uh, the perseverance and how you guys tied in, uh, you know, the the Stanford coach. That's Those are the things I miss about coaching, you know, like uh, giving yeah. giving that, that mindset to your kids. That's great. So nice to hear. Maria, welcome. Uh, congratulations, first of Hi. all. Hi. <laughs> the sound okay, is working. Sorry, sorry for my other, like, browser. It wasn't working. I'm so sorry. No, no, worries. no. no. no Thank worries. you very much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. We're just glad to have you. No problem. We're, we Don't worry. Last week, what, what happened? We had our, our technology was... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah we've, we've been, we've had, we've been we've screwed had our up. issues. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, okay. So I feel better. I was wondering if you would recap for us specifically your regional and state tournament run. Like um, Coach Mulligan said, you had an exciting come-from-behind victory in the regions that, you know, catapulted you over last year's state champion and into the, the state tournament. So rather than us kind of go through it, I wanted in your words, if you could kind of recap those two tournaments for us. Oh, I mean, like that coming into that battle, I knew I had to like try to prove myself just because I knew I lost to her last year into the finals of uh, regions. So, I mean, I'll be honest, I was gassed going into that. And then, so typically what I usually would do, my main move would be like a headlock and I would try to use that as my advantage for everyone. But I wanted to come into this year to like, learn a little bit more and try to prove on other skills to be more dominant on other things. So, 
at the end, though, I did go back to my back pocket and I did use that last one and I did get those back three points. Um, but when I looked up at the scoreboard, I was like, dang, I'm going to be short. Like how coach said, I'm like, wait, hold on. I have a point above her. What's going on? And I'm like shaking. I'm like, my mind's not in the right place. I'm like, I was so like, such a relief, but such a shock at the same time. Nice. Very um, exciting. And then, of course, going up against uh, Amanda Pace at the end, I knew what she was capable of. It was a very hard match. I'm not going to say no. We both knew one one person was going to end up in the winning end. But um, I feel like regionals this year was a great upgrade from last year and the year prior, of course. Awesome. Oh, but states, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I mean, I did send the first girl uh, the sport very physical anything can happen i felt bad for the outcome of what happened in the first match but it is what it is second match coming in i'm in old, like triple overtime and i just remember like wanting to ask for injury time one more time because my asthma started kicking in i was like dying and mulligan was like no you give them the option if you do and i'm like okay he was like you keep her down you win you you let her up you lose and i was like okay and I'm, like i like get my energy back and i like kick into some weird switch in my head and I kept it down for 30 more seconds and then going into finals is, and becoming the first day finalist from Will Park since 1964 when we were at East Patterson I mean that was amazing I can't even lie um and then you know I had to mentally prepare to go back into like into my finals match with Amanda another rematch and I give her so much props she does a sport year-round I don't I do two other sports um but I know I couldn't give her an easy battle and she did end up picking me in the last minute. And I don't think I would have done it any way else though. I feel like I pushed it. I gave it all I could have gotten. And in the end it is what it is. It happens. I give her respect. I wish her luck for the year and for next year. And yeah. Very nice. No, great awesome. Recap, Sounds yeah. like a great run. And, and again, congratulations on a, a great so run. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. And like you said, you're the first ever state finalist at Elmwood Park. Um, uh, and you also play soccer. Um, obviously, you're going to be going to play soccer in college. Um, yes. My, I have a two-part question. First off, okay. with the wrestling, how did you get involved uh, in wrestling? What decided you to go out for the wrestling team? Okay. So I come from a very foreign household where it's kind of like taboo to do like male-dominated sports. Um, and I just remember being in camp at fifth grade and like one of my counselors was like, you know, Marie, I think you do great in wrestling. I think you should try it. Cause I always hung out with the boys. I was never like calm, I guess. Um, and then I mentioned it to my mom. I'm like, you know what? I want to join the wrestling team at the rec. She was like, what? Huh? No. <laughs> um, and then I got into high school and I was like, you know what? Everyone assumes I'm going to do basketball cause I'm really tall or that like, I want to just prove it like everyone wrong. There's such a like mindset that like not a girl, a girl can't do this sport. And I, I wanted to be one of the people to change that. Of course, we already had Natalie Vega um, on that team and she set a high standard for everyone. But when I told my mother that I was going to do it, she was like, excuse me. No, you're not. I'm, and I, we had like a screaming match and I was like, listen, it's male dominated, not a male sport. I'm going to do it. And then she was like, okay, fine. I'm going to get your physical done. And I mean, after I the bet first you, I match, bet you Coach Mulligan was happy you made that decision, right? <laughs> I actually told her to play um, basketball. Yeah, she told her to play basketball. <laughs> I was like, hey, he was my middle school coach. Really no, 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 no. He was my middle school uh, like teacher. So like, he's known me since I was like 
way younger. So you know how I was a person. But I mean, I bet he doesn't regret it now. No, um, no I mean, hey, I, I said that to her. I said, hey, you got us two free trips to Atlantic City. Good job sticking with it. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was, Coach Cannon was like, come on, you got to get her to play basketball. I was like, I don't know. I was like, she, she's not aggressive. I can't really see her doing really well in wrestling. And she proved us all wrong. I mean, her yeah. and Natalie. That was you know, her goal. Their thing. They were done. like, we went out left the boys. <laughs> Oh, right, my, yeah. And my second part question is, do you think, um, obviously, again, like you said, you're going to be playing soccer in college. Do you think mm-hmm. wrestling um, or your time wrestling can help you or has helped you in soccer? Actually, yes. I feel like even though, so I'm a goalie and I'll be the, um, I'll be a goalie, of course, in college as well. Um, I feel like with wrestling, you have to have this like, very focused mentality where you have to go in and you have to make sure, okay, this is what I have to do. There are going to be times you're going to mess up. There are going to be times where you have to like, you're going to do great things. And I feel like as being in goal, I feel like a lot of people don't understand how much focus you need to do, like to have as a goalie, especially when you're getting balls rocketed at you at like 60 miles an hour, you have to be prepared and everything. And like, just like how you have to be on your toes for wrestling, I have to be on toes on my toes for uh, soccer as a goalie. I always have to be prepared to do this, to do that, to jump here. And with wrestling, I have to be prepared to um, slide by, do all these things to, like, avoid getting taken down. So I feel like, yeah, it did kind of, like, assist me, even though I've been playing soccer since I was eight years old. Awesome. Coach I got to brag for her real – guys, I got to brag for her real quick. She's not going to say it. She actually signed a letter of intent to play college soccer at Bloomfield College. Awesome. Oh, I thought they knew that. My bad. I'm sorry. No, awesome. <laughs> I knew she wouldn't bring exciting, it up. Very exciting. Very exciting. Awesome. So awesome. Uh, Coach, last time you joined us, we did speak a little bit about how, like, girls wrestling is continuing to grow, right? There's a rise at the youth level, the high school level, and even collegiately. So I was hoping you, like, would touch upon that again, especially, like, after this year's experience. And, like, where do you kind of see it going at, at all of those levels? I just see it keep going up. I mean, it's trending upwards. There's going to be a few more colleges that are going to announce uh, girls programs. Um, like the, the with COVID and everything this year, we didn't get to have a rec season, but I think there would have been a lot more girls. But they've had they had this year for the past three years actually. They've just grown more and more their own girls state tournaments. Like right now, you see there's a lot going on with uh, like the freestyle nationals and the girls and freestyle tournaments because in college that's what they wrestle freestyle, not folk style like we do. So you're seeing a lot of girls transition into freestyle in the off season to get ready for the next level. Okay. And it's just, it's taken off. It's like, it's, a, it's amazing. I mean, I remember what, like 10 years ago, it was save, save wrestling, save wrestling. Now it's like, all right, we're growing. Everything's getting bigger now. And I think the girls being in there helped a lot too, especially with them being in Atlantic city. Like, you know, coaches are scouring the hallways. They're like, Hey, it's new. You know, you're athletic. We'll get you out there. We'll teach you a few moves. Yep. Get to go. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned like that you had anticipated if you had had a rec season, there would be more girls. So I would imagine that's thanks to, you know, players like Maria and the, you know, girls who came before her. So I was wondering if you could speak now specifically to Maria and how she's impacted your program. I mean, Maria has taken our female program, her and Natalie, and just like skyrocketed. Where Natalie left off last year, Maria just took it and ran with it. I mean, um, she's a two-time state semifinalist. You know, she. She's going to graduate as one of the most decorated athletes in Elmo Park history, and that's because she took the chance. And she just said, like, 
whatever, I'm going to go. And then when I was telling her, like, hey, she's going to play basketball, I think part of it was to prove me wrong. And I told her, hey, I think I told her when she walked off the mat as a sophomore at the first girls tournament, like, all right, you got me, you proved me wrong. Good job. <laughs> um, I mean, just the, the thing she's been able to accomplish here, and then there's just other girls that are stepping up now. Everyone just wants to get involved now. I mean, like I said, we would have had a full lineup if it wasn't for COVID and people backing out. But like I said, you, you got to, you know, you can't question that. That's someone's family families like, you know you got to put all family stuff first but i mean the thing she's done for our program not even that just going out like i've had coaches come up to me after dual meets because she wrestled to the boys side as well and they're like dude that girl's so tough like she she almost pinned like two kids this year it was great to see we call it career enders when she pins them <laughs> <laughs> like jumping around and giggling smiling i'm like Come on, Maria. This boy's gonna see that. We don't want him to quit. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> helped our program. I mean, I think because of her, again, and Natalie, and Kaya, and Vanya, who we got on the program now, I think they're just gonna skyrocket everything, and you know, people are gonna look up to them. I- I've called them pioneers from day one. I think they're they're pioneers for us. When they go in the, the rec room and we have rec wrestling, those the little girls that are in there, they look up to them like they're. Rulon Gardner and Dan Gable walking into the room. It's it's really great to see and be a part of. That's actually a great segue to my my next question because I was going to describe Maria and you know the fellow girls on on your squad as a trailblazer in the sport, right? So mm-hmm. Maria, you know, young girls have more opportunities because of the path that you set forth. So what would your advice be to a young girl who's thinking of starting wrestling? I would just tell them to stop caring about what a guy's opinion is about the sport. I've had, like, I, I mean, I've never had, a, actually, I have this year. Our last duel me, a guy literally came up after weigh-ins and was like, I'm not wrestling you. You're too tall. I'm like, okay, whatever. But but, um, but I feel like there, it's just, like, like I said, such a mindset where, like, a lot of girls don't do this sport because you're with a lot of guys. It's very aggressive. But I feel, like, right now on my track team, I'm trying to get these two girls who one of them is playing basketball, the other one doesn't do anything. I'm like, listen, you guys look like you can Mess up a few girls out there, do it. And like, I feel like having, like, not like in a like in a very confident way, having me and of course Kaya, Vanya, and of course Nat when she was still here, as like a preview of what we can do just as females. Like, like we're still a small group in comparison, but like five years down the line, you're gonna have so many girls participating in the sport. Like, we made it a Division One sport in colleges. So many more schools are getting it where um, they're allowing girls to join the team or having a separate program for the girls. So I feel like I'm very proud as just like as a female to be able to portray such like, I don't know how to explain it, such a view on this sport where little girls who are like just starting out in sports can be like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to try it, you know? So it makes me happy. That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. A comment from Coach Farina saying, congrats to Maria and Coach Mulligan, helping bringing girls wrestling in North Jersey to another level. So thank you, Coach, for that comment. Coach Farina, girls wrestling, Burton County Coach of the Year. There he is. Oh, was he? Congratulations, Coach. Congratulations, Coach. Well, I guess Coach is going to be coming back on again soon for that one. We'll be getting him on for that. You broke the news. Uh, there you go. He, he doesn't even get it. He never, we never even ask him. Just we'll schedule you for next week, uh, Coach. Farina. You're on. But uh, Coach, I want to go back to you for a second. And again, I know um, I don't even know how to say this in words, but when you say I'm with Park, you think Coach Mulligan. You know, you really do. I mean, you guys had an unbelievable turnaround with the football. 
you know, now you had Maria and you're saying a bunch of the girls wrestling and the wrestling program, bringing that to another level. Um, going forward, what do you see uh, the Elmwood Park? I don't want to say football. I just want to say in general, you can speak for the whole program, like all the programs. Elmwood Park Athletics, what do you see in the next couple of years and why are you very excited to be part of that? I mean, just getting better, you know? I mean, for the longest time, when I was in high school, it was like, oh, like you saw I'm a park on your schedule. Like, all my buddies, oh, yeah, that's the game we're going we're gonna to win. You know, just being competitive, getting better, being, like, not being a doormat, you know? Because for years, I mean, there's no hiding it. You could look at all the records of all the sports. You saw that, and people were like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, my one of my coaches in college was a Glenrock football player, and we were talking as I'm getting my equipment. He's like, oh, man, we always knew we played you guys. We were going to kill you guys. It was like, but you guys were always tough. Like, that was our thing. Like, yeah, we might not be the most athletic people, but we're tough. Now, we're changing that. Like, you know, we're getting dedicated athletes. We're, we're doing lifting sessions now. Like, they started that when I was in school, and it just it builds. It just keeps going every year. Um, we got kids doing the right things as far as, like, their grades, and we're just, just turning the corner and just getting better. You know, it's like – it's just a, the culture, being a part of it, seeing the culture change is just – it's awesome. It's great. Like it makes being an alumni, being born and raised here, it makes me so proud to be a part of it. Um, like girls like Maria coming out, like you guys said, being a pioneer, like a trailblazer, like taking a shot at it. Um, like what the girls' basketball team this year did. I, oh yeah, that's right. We had Coach on. We had, yeah, I forgot yeah, that Coach on. I was so mad about not being able to go to the game, and I was like, all right, I'll do the clock. I have no idea what anything <laughs> is in basketball. I have zero clue. I had the one lady sitting next to me telling me just so I could only to hit the buttons and stop the clock. Just, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to see their success. You know, just seeing the success of Elmo Park is just, it's awesome. And I just hope that we can keep continuing growing and growing. But um, the kids that we had this year, the senior group, uh, both sports just laid a great foundation for everyone to see how we're doing it and what we want to build and where we want to take our sports to. Yeah. Um, but like we always say, you got to be a good person too. Like, do the right thing off the field and on the field. Like, that's our big mantra too. Mm-hmm. Like family, yeah, we're a big family, family school, family atmosphere, but we want to make sure that you're doing the right thing, whether it's in the classroom or when you're hanging out with your buddies or in the hallways. Like we want to be good citizens, high character people. And we're starting to pull that off. And it's really great to see. I'm really enjoying the ride. Uh, we got a that's comment great. from Becton Football via Twitter saying no one more dedicated to the student athletes of Elmwood Park than Coach Mulligan. Very nice. So thank you for that comment. Very true. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right, we're going to roll into what we call rapid fire. Coach Mulligan, we have a, we're going to give you one quick rapid fire question, then we got a few for Maria, since you've, you've been a victim of rapid fire twice before. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, mine will be easy, of course, NFL draft on Thursday night. You Giant fan? Cowboys. Oh, that's right, Cowboys. I forgot about that. All right, with the number ten pick, you you gotta go defense. Please tell me you're gonna go defense. Why? You, don't give you him gotta go defense. <laughs> Who? Do, well, I can't talk Dak. We'll be here to ten o'clock tonight talking Dak. So, what do you want to do with number ten? Uh, if he falls, Michael Parsons from Penn State. No. I hope you're wrong because I want Michael Parsons from Penn State <laughs> on my Broncos. So I hope head. you're wrong. But all right, now listen. Sean Lee just retired. It's, I know. It's open. I know. It's he's time. a stud. He's a. Stud. I know he's got off yeah. the off-field concerns and all, but he is an absolute missile. I would love okay. him as a middle linebacker. So hopefully you're wrong, and I take him from you. <laughs> all right. We can still be buddies. Don't worry. Of course. Of course. <laughs> 
All right, Maria, these next ones are for you. So on this show, we're all about food, right? And we've had a lot of wrestlers on the show, and we you know, know you guys have to be careful about you know prepping for the season, you know, cutting wheat during season, of course. So when the season finally ends, what is your go-to meal once you have no restrictions? I'll be honest with you. I don't know if you're, you're, not, you're probably not going to know what it is. It's a Macedonian food. It's called burek. Okay. Oh, my God. It's like phyllo dough stuff with meat. You drink it with yogurt. I mean, you eat it with yogurt. And me and Vanya, because, like, we're from – she's Croatian. I'm Macedonian. So we, like, have, like, the same language, the same food and everything. We were like, listen, the season's over. We're going to get this. I'm telling you. There's, like, a really nice restaurant, like, in Clifton, a town over from us. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I really ate that way too fast. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Okay. My rapid fire for you, uh, Maria, is think either professional wrestling or boxing or UFC. If you were able to have an intro song for you to come on to the mat where it's just your song, <laughs> you come out to it, what song would that be? Uh, I don't know song names like that. Um, um. Would I be able to switch the question and ask if what Mulligan thinks my song should be? Sure. Go ahead, coach. What would it be? Give me something. Well done. Probably some Macedonian folk tale. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm just okay, going to turn around and be like, what is going on? Okay. I have a song now. It's called, I have a song now. It's called Made in Balkan, which is like the Balkan Peninsula. It's like a very like, a be- I don't know. It gets an upbeat song. Okay, that's okay. There you go. That's well it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our last one is... We've gotten away from this one in a while. We need to get back to taking this poll. You have an iPhone or an Android? iPhone. All right. Nice. Good answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't deal with an Android. I like tried once. Nope. Hey, hey, hey. I'm a <laughs> diehard Android guy. Listen, on if you are into Android, you can be like, you are into Android. You have to, I feel like you're either really into one or not the other. Very true. Very true. We're the polar opposites here. That's it. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) coach and maria thank you again maria congratulations coach congratulations keep up the good work at elmwood park um it was a pleasure to have you guys on and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us and coach mulligan will probably see you in what two (laughs) two, three weeks you know we'll see you you. yeah we're on a cycle with you so um You know, maybe we'll have you instead of the Elmwood Park uh, green screen. We'll have your face on here soon. <laughs> Mine's well. You're gonna be on again. So what's the big deal? Blast! I will give you a picture to blast. Oh, go ahead. Send it. Send it our way. <laughs> Maria, That's great, great season, Maria. Good luck in college yes, and coach. We seriously will talk to you soon. Yes. All right. Thanks for having right. us, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Great first guess. Uh, Becton football's coming back saying, uh, great job this season, Maria. Uh, you should be proud. Yes, absolutely. Everyone yeah, on with Park Coach you. and Maria. Coach Breslin saying, great job. Congratulations. Yes, him and Farina together, Kurt, as the background oh, there we pictures. Go. Absolutely. Well, Coach, <laughs> get on it. Get on it. There you go. Too funny. We could do that. Um, while we're waiting for our next guests, okay. would you like to take a little peek at uh, Kenny's top five? That yes, we'll look at Kenny's top five. I will um, throw it out there. I, I, I got to tell you what I Kenny... I got it up here ready to go. Would you like me to read it? Yeah, well, I got yeah. well, oh, to right. read mine first because Kenny started it out tonight saying, rank these five programs that start with E. <laughs> Ramapo, Rutherford, Ridgewood, Ramsey, Riverdale. I said, what? <laughs> what starts with E? I, all right, but then, you know, again, it's, it's Kenny, it's damn autocorrect, yes, ha-ha. <laughs> so he wants to rank these programs. Ramapo, Rutherford, 
Ridgewood, Ramsey, Riverdale. Okay. So, go ahead. Want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Now, once again, you have to remember, I am an Essex County girl, so I am not as familiar with these teams at all, um, and really only became familiar with them because of you. I'm going to go... Ram, and I'm basing this a lot on what I know from you. So I'm going to go. Oh, so you're blaming me if you pick these teams? No, 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 not at all. There was no blame. Ramapo, Ridgewood. I'm going to go Rutherford, Ramsey, Riverdale. Okay. See, Coach Breslin, how she's trying to suck up tonight. I was waiting. I Don't was waiting fall for, for it. Coach Breslin. Don't <laughs> fall for it, Coach Breslin. Do not fall for it because I will not Number fall one for it. For I, I can tell you right now, I will not fall for that. I do not believe it. Yes. Coach Breslin is saying, wow, you know what? Coach Breslin has gone a little off my beating path. Okay. He went Ramapo, Ridgewood. Riverdale, Rutherford, Ramsey. Now, I went, now, Coach Messina's checking in, saying he's going Ramapo, Riverdale, Ridgewood, Rutherford, Ramsey. I'm going to go Ramapo, River, I'm sorry, Ramapo, Ridgewood, Riverdale, Ramsey, Rutherford. Oh, So, okay. a lot of them are on the same, I, I'm not, are on the I'm same. Not, uh, again, with the Riverdale through me, I don't know anything, yeah. Really about, about oh, you were with spot. me watching the Riverdale Ramapo game. How do you forget that? We went, that was your first I, honestly, game. I forgot who the opponent was. I was so focused, Coach Breslin, that we were watching Ramapo. <laughs> I and I that that was the game that Riverdale was up. I want to say two or three scores. Jen's saying to me, This is oh, all Kurt saying Ramapo. This I is whatever. Come back, Ramapo. boom, Ramapo wins. But no, that's that would be my rankings. Then Coach Messina for uh checking in with us tonight. Oh, nice. Very nice. Okay, yes. we're going to actually, what we're going to do is we're going to take, we're going to take a, about a two-minute break. All right? We're going to um, run a little, one of our uh, sponsors, sponsors. And we will be back with our guests. Right back.
and welcome back. We have with joining us now um, founder and CEO of Fast Twitch in Saddlebrook, Dr. Peter Ferraro, and his director of operations, Chris Tuttle. Let's like our Fast Twitch follow-up. Last yeah. week we had one of your trainers on, guys, Mike Messina. And actually on Facebook I saw, only because I'd seen that Coach Messina, like the facility, I saw one of my friend's sons training, like posted a training video, and I wrote in the comments, is that Fast Twitch? <laughs> she said, yeah, so one of our former athletes that we had on the program also trains with you guys. So a nice little Fast Twitch connection. So welcome to the show, guys. So nice to have you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you again for joining us. Dr. Farrar, I'll start with you. Can you explain a little bit about your background in chiropractics and uh, what made you want to start a facility like Fast Twitch? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been in practice now for 25 years, and we, we've always been uh, in a position to help athletes. Um, I was starting to do a lot more over the last 10 years with professional athletes, especially with my affiliation with the NFL Alumni Association. And so as we started utilizing some of the newer technology that was made available to us uh, through the professional organizations, we realized that there was a, a significant need to get that technology uh, out into the, to the youth sports. Because we, what we started to see more and more is injured athletes. And they were injured because either they weren't training correctly or quite honestly that they didn't know that they had some potential for injury due to some imbalances that they may have had. So um, we have some great proprietary technology that we're able to utilize uh, to assess our athletes with this injury risk prevention program. And, uh, and that's really what, what spun um, kind of the addition of fast switch to my uh, Ferraro spine and rehabilitation practice. And now really it's all merged into fast switch performance and recovery because everything really revolves around each other. Very cool. Uh, Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about what you guys offer your athletes, right? I see on your website from anything from team training to individual training, nutrition, rehab. Can you elaborate for us? Yeah, I, I know it kind of sounds cliche sometimes that we want to be the one-stop shop, but we are truly trying to, uh, you know, provide these athletes the, the professional level division one experience, which is where most of them want to end up and they're striving to be. So we start with the, obviously the preventative treatment, like Dr. Farrow mentioned with the medical um, really identifying areas of deficiency before they get hurt. So keeping them on the field instead of the return to play. Then elite level uh, performance uh, training with CSCS, the highest level uh, trainers you can get in the game. Uh, a lot of our coaches have come from the college level prior to it. So they're going to get that experience. We try to run our teams exactly like we did. You know, I was at Villanova before University of Cincinnati. So when I run a team, it, it's a lot of what I'm taking it from there. And then the full recovery platform on the back end. Um, you know, we always say if you look at the highest level athletes in the world, they're spending millions of dollars on their bodies a year. And that that starts and ends with recovery as well. Um, so we try to provide that piece for them as well on the back end. So it's just a complete circle of, of beginning to end with the highest level treatment and training that you can get. And uh, it's been a really fun thing to grow and, you know, grow with Dr. Ferraro. And I think, you know, I think we're able to help out a lot of athletes around the area. Very cool. Great. Chris, I'll come back to you. Um, there's obviously a, a variety of high school sports, football, baseball, lacrosse, um, you know, any kind of running, cross country and stuff like that. How do you approach different athletes that play different sports? I think that, I mean, that's a great question because a lot of the, I feel like there's a misconception that of a lot of it that it, it's football at the top and it's always that way. There's the old school five by five bench, five by five squat. Um, we've trying to take the more, you know, sports science approach to it and understand that there's 
you know, different ranges of motion. Um, you know, there's, there's different planes that each athlete are working on and being able to identify which one it is. Cause a lot of these athletes, they play multiple sports, right? So it's really about turning them into better athletes all around. We're not super sport specific. We're not going to teach them the same things that the coaches are going to be doing at practice. Um, but developing, developing them as better athletes in, in all areas, I think for us is a big focus. Um, and then our, our team is really built out of, of a lot of coaches that have played different sports in colleges. So we have a track, a track runner. Um, that's one of our coaches. We have a football coach. I played baseball. We have, so that's TPI certified for so the golf certification. So having different coaches that can focus in those areas makes us very, very unique. And again, adding the different levels of, of the uh, recovery in there as well. Okay. My second part of that question is, uh, again, there's a lot of sports that boys and girls obviously can both play, but in the past couple of years, and even just starting now with the flag football, flag football's one, and obviously wrestling. We just had Maria from uh, uh, Elmwood Park, um, you know, a state uh, medalist. Um, you know, how is that approach different? Like, has it changed or has it, is it the same for you now? Because, you know, wrestling is a more aggressive sport. You know, flag football, even though it's flag, it's still football. So if you get these athletes that are wrestlers, that are girls, either wrestlers and or flag football players, will your approach change for that? Or are you going to train them the same as you would train? Obviously, it's a little different than how you would train a guy. But is, you know, like what's your approach to that in those two sports particularly? In those two sports, I think, especially at this age, it's really teaching and having athletes understand how to use their own bodies, right? So it's it's a lot less of getting them stronger by loading weight on their back or benching heavy. It's, they really don't know how to optimize the movements of their own body yet. And if they can just learn how to cut, learn how to transfer their energy and get force production to the ground and things along those lines and learn the, you know, the right knee placement when they're squatting or making a cut that's going to carry over tremendously into the field that in and of itself. That's why a lot of the stuff that we train is movement-based training. Uh, and it's not your, your standard kind of linear periodization of just, you know, putting five more pounds on the bar each week. So especially, you know, flag football and more ground contact sports, just getting them to optimize how to use their own bodies for us is the key. And we have a, a wide variety or a, or a big toolbox of stuff that we'll use for that. Nice. Uh, Dr. Ferraro, you kind of alluded to this um, in the first question as you were kind of giving a, a history of how fast Twitch even came to be. You know, there's been so many technological advances, right? I, I have like three areas that I kind of wanted to, to ask you about those advances. And the first is in surgery and like how it's affected recovery. You know, I feel like, you know, I'm a victim of, of double ACL repair. And even from the time between those two, like my rehab was so much less in the second one, you know, and they got me up moving so much more quickly. Um, and then even, you know, with uh, injury prevention. And then I was wondering if you guys, so that's the second part was if you could talk a little bit about injury prevention. And then my third one was, you know, I remember, I think it was the last Olympic game, some of the technology that they were using with the athletes, like to kind of track their um, fatigue, I guess it was, you know, if that's something that's in your, um, the science that you were talking about. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? All those things? Was that too much? <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Of course. Um, you know, certainly the recovery time in my 25 years of practice, uh, it's vastly different. I mean, we're talking about the opportunity of using not only minimally invasive surgeries, but robotic assisted surgeries that were getting these athletes back to us on the rehab side, uh, same day. Um, it used to be where we couldn't, we couldn't touch these athletes, you know, sometimes four to six weeks post-surgery, and then we start the rehab. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if it's a, if it's a knee, they're walking out same day and 
and within the week um, we're, we're doing whether it's knee or shoulder elbow um, it, it's pretty amazing the speed at which we're able to start the recovery process um, so so absolutely light years uh, differential from even just five years ago um, so on the front of uh, the technology uh, we use a, a wide variety of technology but one of our uh, probably best pieces is called the Physimax. And that's a, uh, that's a proprietary software that we're able to videotape our athletes, either with doing certain ranges of motion or very specific exercises. And we get a report back with a very high degree of, of understanding on where that athlete is going to potentially be injured if we don't address some of their deficiencies. Oh, so we can you know, really predicting it was actually software that was developed for the Israeli military and now major league baseball, uh, several, um, college teams, pro football are all utilizing this technology, especially now post COVID because so many kids and so many athletes got seriously injured because they literally sat for a year, not knowing when they were going to start up again. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they got the call and they went full speed as if, COVID didn't happen and they didn't sit around in front of a computer for, for a year. So we, we've definitely seen our fair share of injuries because of the lack of use. Um, and then overall, uh, we're, just, we're just seeing that we're able to prehabilitate some of these, these, these kids, especially ones that we know either have an injury and they're waiting for surgery um, or they have some pretty significant sprain strains that are not quite surgical. So we're prehabbing them so that if, in fact, they end up having to go for surgery, their recovery is significantly faster because we've assessed all the surrounding musculature and allowed them to be much stronger um, to basically come out of surgery and be ready to go. That's amazing. I'll come back to Dr. Ferrer. And I mean, let's be honest, it's not like anybody's quote unquote happy to get injured and go through a, a rough rehab and be and have to sit out and stuff like that. So how rewarding is it for you when you help nurse an athlete back from injury and then you see them return to form or even better than they were pre-injury? Uh, there's, there's really, there's nothing better. I mean, I have three boys myself, all athletes. Um, so, so I can attest from just being, being that proud dad and, and watching my kids play. It's the same feeling when I see my, my, my athletes come in that are potentially hurt and we can get them better. And not only do we get them better, but we get them more confident. We get them back on the field knowing that they've done the best they can to mitigate any potential future risk. And now they're playing more aggressive. They're feeling like, hey, they can really go to the next level. And, and what we really see, and, and we don't really do a lot of this in regards to social media, uh, just because a lot of the, a lot of the pro athletes they'll come to us in the off season and some of them like to remain nameless. They don't let necessarily like uh, some of the scouts to see that they're, they're coming in, but we get a pretty significant amount of professional athletes that come in on the off season to come and do what we do. And so to see those guys come in, go back into the season and then we're watching their stats and their stats are improving. They're getting more tackles. They're, they're, they're better at their, at their runs. And then they come back. It's, it's, it's very profound in the effect that we can have on our athletes. And Chris, I have a similar question for you, you know, uh, working with an athlete, whether it's like one off season, or maybe you've been working with a middle school athlete for years and they enter high school, like how rewarding is it for you to see them improve, succeed and reach their full potential? I, I mean, I love it. And I think that's why 
we're in this field and that's why Dr. Ferraro and I hit it off so much at the beginning when we first met, because I think our biggest mission was just to help people. This is kind of our outlet. So we get them at a very vulnerable age in life. So we get to, we get to help them in a lot more ways than just physically, you know, teaching punctuality, being on time, discipline, you know, motivation, um, you know, things along those lines. So when they finally make that jump and then we get to incorporate this, the hardest way to get recruited is if you're not on the field, right? So being able just to keep them on the field is a, is a win of itself. Mm-hmm. So seeing them get there and then get to that end goal. And then, you know, they send you a t-shirt from the college they're at. It's, it makes those late night, early mornings, you know, I would say it gets kind of emotional sometimes, but it just makes it all worth it in the end because um, you put a lot of time into these kids and you watch them grow from young men, um, you know, into into grown adults. So it's a it's a great feeling. That's great. That's great. We're gonna uh, roll into what we call rapid fire. So we're gonna do a couple quick questions for you that are a little more uh, fun oriented. You ready to start it off? I'm ready. <laughs> Coach Ferrara, uh, Dr. Ferrara, are yeah. you? Who's your favorite NFL football team? Giants. Giants. Okay. What are the Giants going to do in the draft this week on Thursday night? What do you want? Well, let me ask you this. What do you want them to do? I, I, you know what? I love Saquon, but I'm looking for a running back. Okay. <laughs> and same question to Chris. Same thing for you. Favorite football team? I'm a Patriots fan. Patriot um, fan. What are you guys going to do? Well, here. What are you guys going to do with quarterback? Are you going to are you going to finally trade up and get a quarterback? Or are you going to stick with Cam? What are you guys going to do? Also, the thing, I, I thought they canceled football last year. I didn't even think it was going on. <laughs> or like Jen said, are you going to get Garoppolo back? With some, like some I hope they get going. Jimmy G. I would love to have him back. If not, I hope they draft the quarterback. I mean, I would like to start watching football again. There you go. All right, so now you guys are training and working with athletes all the time, but when it's just you, what do you guys prefer to do for exercise? Dr. Ferraro, want to start with you? You know, I'm going, I'm turning 50 next month, so I'm going back old school bodybuilding workouts. You know, I, you know, a, li- a little a little bit more just um, specific to the, to, the, to, the, to the sun's out, guns out kind of routine. <laughs> nice. And how about you, Chris? I like to power lift. Uh, you know, squat, bench, deadlift, kind of do that. It just keeps the internal competition going of trying to get a little bit stronger each each week, each month. Uh, that's probably coming to an end here soon, though. I'll be joining Doc for the <laughs> Okay, and then I know you guys said you've obviously worked with uh, professional athletes, college athletes, high school. But if there's one athlete, whether it's professional or college, we'll just say that, one that you can work with, either rehab them, train them, either or both, Doctor, who would it be? Uh, are you talking about somebody that we've already had, or no, somebody no, somebody, had- somebody you haven't had that you would that you would love to have? Oh man, you know what? I, I would love to have Brady because I would love to pick his brain about what he's been able to do himself because I think he's just in a complete wealth of knowledge on what a, an athlete needs to do to stay at the top of his game. And Chris, what about you? I'm gonna. I think I'll have to go with Julian Edelman because he's just a, he's a dog, and I think that he's. We cut the session at the end, and he would just want to keep going for hours and hours and hours. So I, I think he'd be really, you know, fun one to work with. He'd That's a good one. Nice, very nice. So I asked you guys about the exercise you prefer. Now my question is an exercise that makes you cringe. We, whether it's something like you detest, or maybe something you see people do that you're like, I can't believe they're doing that, or they're doing it wrong. What makes you cringe? Yeah, Chris, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Running in general for myself, it's just not a not a good thing for me. All my joints <laughs> hurt. It's uh, I just don't enjoy it. So that and uh, any type of really cardio, I guess. 
you could say. Yeah, you know, it's funny because and, and I'm laughing because Chris and I have the same thoughts on this. We both we both hate cardio. So <laughs> uh, cardio in general is, is, is just no fun. I will do anything to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. It was a pleasure to, uh, you know, have you both on learn more about what you guys do. It's so important. And, uh, you know, I feel like I learned so much even just during this session, doctor, you enlightened so many things about just that scientific approach. We know the importance of rehab and recovery, but uh, hearing you speak to it was, uh, you know, was, 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 was really uh, eye-opening. So thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. It, it's always, uh, always good when we have an opportunity to share a little bit more about what we do. And uh, Coach Messina is just saying two of the best with the little <laughs> with a little goat emojis afterwards. So, all right. So uh, now he was he was awesome last week having him on. I mean, we know him from Garfield, and um, it, it was awesome to see how you know uh, like to pry him away for you know that twenty five minutes. We know how busy he is, and just the athletes in Garfield. Now he said he works with a bunch of Teenex and other buddy and uh, other guys. But uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely do something again with you guys, hopefully in the future. Sounds thank good. you guys so much. Appreciate it. And enjoy the draft on Thursday night. All right. We look forward to it. Thank you. See you guys later. Good night. Thanks. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Okay. And uh, Fast Twitch in Saddlebrook, if we want to check them out. We did have up there uh, all their information yes. last week. So uh, just a little reminder there. Are we going to bring in our next guest? Or you, you know what? We're going to go. We'll take one more break. Okay, we'll and then we'll, we'll take show. one more break for the sponsor. got done uh, doing flat bench, six reps of 185 pounds. First time in my life I've ever done it. I had to get to spot, some spotting for my wife, but uh, it's all good. I want to say thank you to gym guys, specifically to Leroy Huggins, to uh, Ryan, to Giovanna, uh, for helping me out over the last three months get to this point. Um, if you're considering personal trainers, gym guys is the way to go. Um, they are awesome. And we have joining us Coach Brian Stoll of Del Barton Wrestling. He is joining us for a second time. We had him on for a little uh, preview of the season. So, Coach, I want to congratulate you on your 2021 season. I believe you guys went 7-0 and regular season. And of the 14 weight classes, you had 11 wrestlers represented at the state tournament with nine wrestlers meddling. So quite a feat. And that earned you, even though there wasn't a team competition, you know, in the individual results, it did earn you guys the uh, the top finish so congratulations and welcome back thanks thanks for having me i had a great time last time on here so uh you know i love to talk high school sports so <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for whatever you got for well me. i mean i don't know the first thing is after she threw all those numbers out we might just have to name that the del barton invitational or something to state <laughs> tournament after that i mean come on she's throwing numbers boom 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 but uh no coach again seriously congrats on a great season um can you just give us a quick recap of this season and uh highlight some of your wrestlers 
Yeah, so from uh, you know from the beginning, we really didn't know if it was going to happen at all, and and the NJSIA um, wisely moved our season uh, to a later date um, to not coincide with with basketball and hockey, which had actually had a shutdown in the middle of their season. I guess basketball started up, and then they were shut down for a couple weeks, I think, and then opened back up, or maybe that was hockey, but but they were pushed to January. Um, and you know, so you looked at January and February, you saw a ton of programs getting shut down and, and, you know, wrestling opened up in March, um, with practices. And then I think we started competitions around March 15th. Uh, and we still saw a lot of the, the same issues that we had seen in the other winter sports, um, throughout the season with teams getting shut down and all that. So, uh, we got through our conference schedule. Um, and we, we were fortunate enough to get a couple non-conference matches in. Um, we wrestled probably uh, what most people would say was the top public school team in the state uh, down in Kingsway, and it was a uh, it was an incredible dual meet. And, and uh, you know, we pulled it out in the last match, and, and it was one of those days where, where you know, everything that could go wrong kind of went wrong for us, and, and uh, we were still able to pull it out. Um, you know, and then following that, you know, we had – a little bit of a COVID scare. Uh, so we decided to, we elected to shut down um, our program for uh, seven or eight days. Um, actually, I guess it ended up being 10 days because we, we shut down from, from Monday and then came back on the, the on the Wednesday. Um, and unfortunately we had to cancel some of our dual meets. So our, our dual meet against St. Joe's was canceled because they had shut down um, that, that Saturday and then we wrestled Don Bosco on Monday and then we had our scare. So we ended up canceling our matches against St. Peter's and Bergen Catholic, which we were really looking forward to. Um, you know, the Bergen Catholic match was something that, uh, you know, we, we kind of put together early on and, and we're going to be, uh, you know, it was going to be an outside match. And, and uh, you know, I think we kind of got the ball rolling with that in the sense that a lot of other programs ended up having outdoor matches throughout the season. Uh, which was great. You know, unfortunately we never had the opportunity. So, um, but then we moved into, to, uh, regionals. Uh, some people call them super regionals. We combined two regions and, and unfortunately we had to do a, uh, a selection process there. So not every, uh, wrestler was every varsity wrestler, which in most years, every varsity wrestler from every team gets an opportunity to compete in the postseason. Unfortunately we had to select, um, and seed because we didn't really have a ton of data um, based on previous knowledge or just, you know, we put a bunch of guys who we thought really knew what was going on into a room and kind of tried to iron it out. Um, but, all, you know, the, the 11 guys that we entered ended up getting in and, and uh, throughout the region tournament, we advanced all those 11 through to the state tournament. Um and then, you know, Phillsburg was an awesome host. And, you know, it was obviously a lot different than being in Boardwalk Hall uh, in Atlantic City. But it was it was, it was, was awesome. It was an awesome event from beginning to end. It, you know, there were a couple hiccups here and there. There were some Wi-Fi hiccups. And, you know, somebody hit a telephone pole of all things. So that power went out. And, it, I mean, it was wild. But it was, uh, you know, it was something very unique. It's something I, I really had a lot of fun being involved in. Um, and trying to help get it off the ground and being involved with the coaches association and stuff. But it's also something I would never, ever, ever, ever want to do again. Um, <laughs> I, I was.
was going to actually ask you, Coach, how, like, the state tournament was different this year and, like, how the powers that be were able to kind of pull it off. Because I feel like, like you said, even throughout the season, I'm sure there was maybe, you know, doubt, like, you would even get that far, you know? Well, so- yeah, totally, yeah. We, uh, you know, originally, it would, you know, we had, we had a, a million different plans, and then it would go up to the governor's office, essentially, and they'd say, well, you can't have this, and you can't have this, and you can't have this. Um, and then we ended up with what we had, um, with what we were going to have, which was actually a lot less than we ended up having. Um, and then the restrictions were lifted, uh, I'd say about four weeks ago, um, where now you could have more people going to events and, and, uh, I think the capacity went up to 35% or something like that. So, so it gave the NGSA a little more leeway in how many people they could have in the gym. Um, and they took advantage of it. And unfortunately, in the regions, they couldn't get all, all the sites to agree to it. Um, but for the state tournament, you know, there was only one site, so they could do it. So instead of in the regions, it was crazy because they would do four weight classes in the morning, three weight classes in the afternoon, four in the morning, three in the afternoon. So the kids were wrestling a full tournament in six hours. Um, and then that was the original plan for, for Phillipsburg. And then, you know, the, 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 the NJSIA. Um, was flexible enough to to make a very very smart decision to go to seven weights in the first day, seven weights the second day, so that it would be a full day tournament rather than having two half right. day tournaments. Okay. And it made it a lot easier on the kids. You know, some of these kids were wrestling six matches in a day. They would have had to wrestle six matches in six hours. So, um, you know, the NJSA did an awesome job. Phillipsburg did an awesome job. Um, you know, everybody, table workers officials uh you know the parents were well behaved for the most part which you know (laughs) if you've ever been to a wrestling tournament you know that there's um there's sometimes parents that are not well behaved and sometimes coaches that are well (laughs) Well, you know i swear to god i was gonna ask you coach i'm sorry to cut you but i was gonna ask you like did you feel a little like whether it was coaches or parents even like that they kind of were like I got to tone it a little bit because of the situation or once they were in, it was like they were in, you know? Like- well, yeah, well, well, the thing, you know, the thing that we noticed, especially, so there were no parents at the region tournament at all. So it was just coaches and kids there. And it was, you know, it was kind of eerie because you could hear everything. All the coaches were yelling. And, and uh, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of reminded each other as coaches throughout the day that, Hey, you know, everything you say is going to get picked up on the screen and, and uh, you know, you, you need to definitely uh, mind your P's and Q's, but at the end of the day, I mean, wrestling coaches are all crazy. So, right. you know, they, they all would lose their, lose their minds anyway. But um, you know, so going back to, to, to our performance, um, you know, I, I can kind of give you a weight by weight breakdown. I, sure. You know, our 106 pounder was a freshman who uh, actually lost his first match of the season um, against Mount Olive. It was a great match, and, and uh, you know they had a great wrestler, and, and who ended up I think taking sixth in the tournament. Um, and you know, it was just one of those matches where you know it was his first match. He had some nerves, and the other guy was really good, and he ended up losing that. And uh, so then the next, um, you know, so, so then he gets shut down for two weeks for contact tracing. So he only wrestled three matches for us. And then he comes back the week of our uh, region tournament 
we got back together on Wednesday. Great practice. And he wrestled phenomenal in the region tournament. And then the state tournament, you know, he wins his first two matches relatively easily. And then, you know, he, uh, and then he, um, you know, ends up having a great semifinal match that goes to overtime. And then, you know, his final match, he kind of, he kind of walked away with the title. So, uh, you know, freshman, well, freshman state champ is, is a big deal. And, and, uh, you know, the kids got a lot of pressure on them in the future. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so our 113-pounder was a senior. Uh, you know, he had a great match in the first round. Unfortunately, yeah, didn't get on the podium. Um, our 120-pounder, our, our Tyler Vasquez, who's, you know, top national-ranked wrestler, uh, got upset in the quarterfinals and, and fortunately was, re was you know, good enough to wrestle back four matches. And, and he ended up beating the guy who beat him in the quarterfinals in the third place match, um, which was great. Uh, and he's only a sophomore. Um, our sophomore 126 pounder, Cross Wazalewski, ended up taking second in the state or uh, fifth in the state. Um, you know, he, he lost to the two seed Joe Kangro from Bergen Catholic, another Bergen County guy and, and wrestles bit way back to fifth. Again, he's only a sophomore. Um, 132 was senior Nico Nardone, who, you know, that was a tough one because he, he's a four time state place winner for us and made the semifinals every year, but, but never punched his way through to the finals. He had some bad luck in the draws. Um, but he, he was a tremendous, tremendous leader for us. Um, for the last four years, really, since he's been a freshman, he won that that epic match. I think that that a lot of people saw from last year against Robbie Howard from Burden Catholic. It was uh, definitely a very uh, very significant significant win for our school and you know for our program. Uh, One thirty eight, Joey Davi, another sophomore, took fourth in the state and wrestled a great match against Alex Dalmita from St. Joe's and and. Uh, Joey Oliveri was a three-time state champ, wrestled him to a one-point match. Um, 145, we had a sophomore who took second in the state and lost to the guy that he had beaten in the uh, region finals. Uh, 152, we had a guy who was second in the state last year, um, you know, had a lot of heartbreak and ended up wrestling and winning the state title this year. Uh, 160, we had a freshman who took sixth in the state. Uh which is very rare for a 160 pounder, you know, 170, we had an 11th grader who took sixth in the state. Um, so he'll be back next year. And then 182, we had a guy who, uh, who, you know, qualified for a state tournament. And, and unfortunately he, he, uh, he lost his first two matches, but he'll be back next year too. And is going to do a lot, a lot of really good things for us in the future. So. Coach, um, coach yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize how much. It, no, no, it's no. Amazing, it's awesome. amazing to hear it. Yeah, it, that's uh, f phenomenal. Un unreal. That's coach uh, Thomas Briggs is uh, sending in a comment saying, Great job. Oh, geez. Coach <laughs> <laughs> He's right downstairs, actually. There you go. There you go. Uh, he, um, yeah, he, I always get the good luck text from him. Uh, and then we actually had another guy who, who was a state champ last year and decided to go to, um, the world team trials instead of wrestling in the state tournament. And because our state tournament was so late and, you know, he really had a goal to, to be a world championship, uh, world champion this year. And, and unfortunately he came up a little bit short in the world team trials. He took second. Um, he went out there with his buddy, Jimmy Mullen from St. Joe's, which mm -hmm. is my alma mater. So, uh, and Jimmy ended up winning. So shout out to Jimmy for, uh, yeah. Shout out to Jimmy and Jimmy's yeah. the Carney kid, right? Cause I know I talk a lot of, I hear a lot about Jimmy in school. 
Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's that's congratulations, definitely oh, to nice, Jimmy on that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He actually won both styles, so he'll be representing uh, all of us from the United States in both Greco and freestyle. Which Greco is where you're not allowed to touch the legs, and freestyle is pretty similar to our high school style. Awesome. Uh, we get a comment from uh, Jared Evans saying, "Hey, Coach Stall." Best in the business. Proud to work with you. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, we get some really good kids on our team, so uh, you know it, it's it's both. But thank you, I appreciate it. Well, getting back into that, like you got, you just mentioned nine wrestlers placed this year, two state champs. I believe you had two state champs last year too. Correct. Yep, that's okay. true. So obviously. You know, and I think we spoke about this a little bit, but we're, we're going to talk about it real quick again. You obviously you have a powerhouse program. How two yep. two part question? How do you do it year in and year out? And even more importantly, how do you going forward just keep it at that level, or even dare I say, even get better? I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you it, know. It's, so so uh, you know, we won a state championship in two thousand eleven. Um, but we weren't nearly on the same level as the program that, that we are now back then. And I think, you know, Bergen Catholic was always since then kind of moved quickly ahead of us and we were always kind of chasing them. So it, it was, it was kind of easy to be the chaser because you, you, you know, you never realized how, how good you were actually getting because there was always somebody that was, that was better than you. And, uh, you know, we always focused on, on, getting better ourselves. Um, and that was always our main focus, but you know, when there was always that, that carrot, uh, in front of us that, that we could never attain, you know, that, that championship or that number one team, we always had that trust. So it's obviously going to be a little bit different, you know, uh, I had expected that this year, but you know, with COVID it, it was, you know, we, we were much more focused on just getting in the room every day and not really worried about being the best team, you know, and, and just getting in the room and trying to help the kids and, you know, be trying to be a team at the end of the day. It was really hard because, you know, as a private school, when kids come in, it's really, really important for us as a school as a whole, but also as, as a program to kind of, um, ingrain our culture or, or bring the kids into our community and our culture and, and um, not just the kids, their parents um, and, and really their, their, their cousins, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents, like our wrestling team is a real community and we consider everybody to be a part of it. And, you know, we really didn't have that this year. So it's going to be a challenge next year to, to kind of reestablish um, our culture and uh, you know, we're a program that we really pride ourselves on supporting each other and, and uh, you know, everybody kind of builds each other up and it, it, it's been a really, really good thing over the last several years. And, and it's going to be something that we're going to have to reestablish if we're going to be, be able to maintain our success. Uh, a couple more comments coming in from Ed Puzio, coach Stoll's the man best in the biz. Edgar. And, um, and we got a comment from our great friend Lori saying hi, guys. So Lori's <laughs> checking in. Nice Thank you, Lori. Coach, you know, um, of course, every season athletes face some form of adversity, right? In this season, I'm sure it was no exception. But beyond yep. beyond the wins and losses, what do you hope your wrestlers took away from this season? Um, you know that you know, and it's been cliche 
with all the, well, at least you got something. And, you know, it's obviously been really difficult to not be able to wrestle in front of fans. A lot of circumstances, not even your own parents um, to be able to, to come in there. But, but uh, you know, I think they, they hopefully, you know, obviously the freshmen don't know, but I think the, the older guys, um, specifically the sophomores and juniors, unfortunately the seniors kind of, you know, will never have the opportunity again, but the, but those sophomores and juniors will, I think, really appreciate um, what they have as a high school athlete, you know, to be able to go into the gym and represent your school in front of all your friends and family and, and, you know, whether it's football or, or, or wrestling or, or basketball or, you know, with the cheerleaders there and the, and the band there and the snack stand open and, and you know, all that stuff that, that um, makes high school sports so great. Uh, we didn't have any of it this year. And, and you know, it, we did have the root of it, which is the kids and the competition, um, you know, but I think, and I know for me, you know, as, as a coach, it's like, oh, well, ignore all that nonsense. And that's not what it's all about. It's all about the competition. But but it's really about everything. It's about everybody and it's about the entire community. I mean, that's that's what makes college sports so great and high school sports so great is, the, you know, you, you, when you watch on TV and you hear the fans cheer and you, and you know the fight songs and, and all that stuff. So um, I'm really excited and really hopeful that we can get back to that. I don't know if I could do this again. Well, uh, I swear to God, I was going to go off script, Coach, and just ask you. I know deep down, if, if listen, if they said, hey, 2021-22 for next year, you have to do it exactly the way, you know, it is the way it is, and you have to repeat it, you would do it. You're a great coach, you would do it. But you don't want to do it, though, right? I mean, you no, want, like you said, you want no. Atlantic City, you want full gyms, you want those rivalries. That's yep. what you want, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. You know, obviously, no one knows with, with the way this thing's been going. No one knows, you know, who, who would have thought 400-something days later we'd, we'd still be, uh, you know, wrestling in empty gyms and, and, and wearing masks everywhere we go. So, um, <clears throat> we, uh, you know, certainly it, it, it would be a major challenge and a major disappointment for me if, you know, we were confronted with a similar situation next year, you know, at the end of the day, I would do it because I, I love the kids and I love right. the sport and I love, you know, the competition and it's what I do, but you know, I, I these kids, I just feel so darn bad for these kids and it's, uh, you know, it's been, it's been frustrating, um, obviously. And, you know, I understand why everything that has been done has been done, but, you know, I, I'm very hopeful. And I think that it's time to, to start getting things back to normal around here. Okay. All right, we're gonna, coach. You know we do a little rapid fire, and we've done it with you before, so we have yep. two two quick ones for yeah, you. Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna let follow. you go easy tonight. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, NFL draft Thursday night. By the way, we're doing our K and K Sports Show uh, draft show tomorrow. But Giant uh, fan. Yeah, but I don't I don't have it. I don't really have any opinions on this. I haven't I haven't read an article or listened to sports radio or done anything except for think about wrestling for the last couple of All right, months, so, so you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make it go very simple. I'm going to I'm going to uh, take you off the hook on this one, okay? Okay. Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence, they've said can't miss prospect. I mean, I'm a Clemson fan. I'm a Clemson fan. Okay, too. so that's perfect. So they said <laughs> when you're in the category of John Elway 
Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and now they're saying Trevor Lawrence is the top uh, four guys ever, ever to come out, ever to get graded prospect-wise. I mean, I'm very I mean, high on him. I think, honestly, I would say in three years, he's going to be a top three quarterback in football. What, what do, do you think you of Danny think, Jones? What do you think of Trevor Lawrence? What do you think? What, what do you, I mean, and, and how fast can you say he's going to be a legit quarterback and top 10 in the NFL? I mean, so so Trevor Lawrence is well. He's not a prototypical pocket passer, right? He's not a traditional uh, NFL style quarterback, um, but I think he's durable and he's physical and he's got a rifle. Um, man, I'm a Clemson fan, so I, you know I, I watched him play a lot. He's got great hair, and, and uh, you know he's got the whole package, so. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I really do love Dan Jones, though. I, I really, you know, that's a tough one for me because he's my guy, and you know, loyalty. I'm also, is a loyalty. I'm also, I'm, I also happen to be a Duke guy too. So, I, Coach, uh, I was just gonna ask you, didn't yes, you go to Duke? How yes. Did the Clemson uh, so, so, <laughs> I wasn't. So, my both my sisters went to Clemson, okay. and. So I was never really a huge Duke football fan because Duke football wasn't really very good when when I was in college. We had one good team there. I mean, I love the guys on the team and stuff, but I was always a Clemson football fan, Duke basketball fan. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not making a pick on that one. <laughs> but I'd say this. Listen, smart man, because, I mean, you're in the national championship game almost every year. You're in a football player for every yeah, year. Yeah. You had Trevor Lawrence national yeah. championship. That was a great call picking them over. Yeah, Duke. well, it wasn't every year. It's just recent. It's well, just recent, recently. Yeah. Well, and then now Duke is tanking. So we'll see how that how that whole thing will work there you out. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Coach, our last rapid fire for you. In a, one word or a short phrase, how would you sum up and describe the 2021 wrestling season? Uh, let's, let's go with, uh, flexibility. I think, I mean, we, we needed to be flexible we needed to be understanding and, and we needed to be patient and, um, we needed to have the ability to pivot on a dime. And I think, um, the coaches and the kids really did an amazing job and the administrators really did an amazing job of, of putting it all together. You know, we we did things that we'd never done before with satellite weigh-ins and, and, you know, people wrestling matches outside. And, you know, when we went to Montville, um, you know, there, there was a rule for a while where you couldn't warm up on a visiting team's mats. So we went out on the turf and we had nice weather and we went out and ran around the track and it was, you know, we did things that we'd never done before. We went for a, we went for a hike on a, on a Saturday rather than going to practice. So, you know, we did things that we'd never done before because the, the weather afforded us. And, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was great. It was a great, great year, but I never want to do it again. There you go. <laughs> Understood. Very understandable. Coach, yep. thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure again to have you on. Congratulations on me. your successful season. Yep, Absolutely. Congrats. We'd love right. to have you on again. Well, again, you're like one of our, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to be in the, by the way, you got to check us. I saw you, Mulligan's on, was on for the third time. Today. I, I know. He coaches football. Well, yeah, we got him one for football, two for wrestling. <laughs> I, coach, 
freshman football. I can come All in. All right, there you go. Day. There you go. <laughs> but coach, you got to go back and check out because the Easter Bunny. This is the my Easter Bunny right here. Came through All a couple right. weeks ago, and I got a nice green screen. I just changed it now, but you got to okay. check it out when you go back and watch the video because I got a nice Del Barton green screen tonight. I had up oh, there. Nice, there you the go. wrestling the mat. Wrestling. So yeah, so it you know, like nice. we were on your wrestling mat. We're looking like we're <laughs> on your wrestling mat. So. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me, and I hope you guys have a great time and uh, i'm sure i'll see you guys soon Absolutely. somewhere around the block Sounds yep good. all right thank you, coach thanks coach thank you good night okay Am uh, amazing amazing run in the state tour i mean yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah. It, it, amazing. you know we joked you know yeah. del bar in uh invitational but right, i mean right. to get nine guys to to medal to medal yeah. it's it's unbelievable two state champs two state champs last year and uh again great program and like you said you know it, he made a great point where it's like easier when it's you know we're going at bergen catholic right, right, right. now, now you're, it's you're there and yeah. it's like you're the one you being know? chased yeah. yeah so but hey great job by coach stall that program is unbelievable one of if not the best in the state you know like always one of the best in the state and uh you know he uh, him and his team got to get all the uh the credit for that yeah absolutely but uh great show tonight maria and coach mulligan yep thank you to uh coach dr ferrero chris toddle yeah. with uh fast fast twitch, fast twitch. And obviously, coach with uh, his Del Barton wrestling. Yep. So thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See you guys next Tuesday night.